Welcome to the 21 Minute Podcast. 21 minutes to encourage your walk with Jesus in 2021. I'm Pastor James from Lakewood Park Ministries in Auburn, Indiana. And this podcast is all about helping you connect to Jesus from where you are to who he is. Hey, 21 listeners, this is Pastor Luke, and today we're going to be doing something a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, Today, we're going to give you about 21 minutes worth of recording from one of our growth classes that happens on Wednesday night. This growth class is Pastor James talking on the topic of forgiveness, and this is just a snippet of one evening, which is just one evening in the midst of a whole series. And so there is a lot more of great content like what you're about to hear. And so we just want to give you a little preview so that you can sign up when our next round of growth classes comes around this upcoming January. Enjoy. Tonight, we're going to continue on the the journey of just understanding and processing. And I, I do I do like that word processing because um, I've appreciated this class just from the vantage point of just really asking good questions and not being afraid to express tension points with biblical truth because it's one thing to know it but it's another thing to practice it and to live it out and this has been really good i i've really enjoyed this and so we're going to continue that processing tonight it was interesting we're talking about children and sometimes uh how they lie um and then i think we could all relate as we were listening to to just the situation but um i'm just reminded of a of a story I heard a long time ago uh, about a young boy that had that problem with lying. I mean, he just was continually lying, and and it's like somehow he he would make it seem like it wasn't a big deal, or you know, truth was now a lie, or vice versa. And, and it was very very disheartening to his parents. And as he was going through life, getting a little bit older, going to the Sunday school one Sunday, he said, you know, I just I really feel bad. I I lie all the time, you know, I think a parent would be like, oh, well, we can deal with this. Let's talk about this. You know, he just really was kind of convicted about that. So his dad said, well, here's what I want you to do, because when you lie, it is a sin. And we we know that if you have your faith in Jesus, grace is greater. He's going to grace has covered your sin. You know, he has died for your sin. And and so here's what I want you to do for a week, because you need to really stop the lying. Um, and you need to be convicted about that. So out in the woodshed, I want you to go out and find this, this nice board. You find it. And I want you to go and I want you to find a nail. And I want you to find a hammer. And he said, you know, every single time you lie, this, this coming week, I want you to go. I want you to nail into that piece of wood, the nail. And then I want you to say, Lord, I'm so thankful that even though I struggle with the sin, my faith is in you, I'm forgiven, and then I want you to pull the nail out of the wood. So the boy thought, well, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I, I, he wanted to be right, so he did that. All week long, he did that. At the end of the week, he, he wanted to show his dad, and his dad was interested to hear kind of what the, the lessons were for the boy, and wanted grace to mean to be primary, and, you know, it's okay, the Lord's forgiven, but, you know, we need to move, you know, on this, beyond this, we, we shouldn't continue in this, and and so he handed him the piece of wood, and you know there was there was no nail in it, completely clean of nails, and you know the boy was was kind of looking at it, and the father was just really like, "Isn't this so great what Jesus has done for us?" I mean, he was nailed to the cross so that we could be forgiven. 
And the boy, you know, wasn't quite as excited. You know, he kind of looked at his dad and, and he looked at the piece of wood and he said, but the holes are still there. And in that moment, what the boy was realizing is that even though, yes, he's forgiven, there are consequences for sin. And even in forgiveness, it doesn't remove all the consequences. And that's something we've talked about in a biblical definition of forgiveness. And tonight, I, I want to get into that whole part of consequences. And what does that look like in the picture of forgiveness? Because it's a powerful experience. And it's actually, I believe, uh, God-given in consequences to, to drive us towards Him. But let me review just a little bit of where we've been. And this is two weeks ago, I know, but I think it's important to kind of come back to this. I, I want to start with this quote that Heath Lambert gives, and it really helps us when we think about how do you forgive somebody who's not asked for forgiveness? Uh, what does that mean? Because sometimes they've either passed away, you can't have a relationship with any, them anymore because of a circumstance. And, and what does it look like to wrestle with bitterness in your heart over a sin that they did to you? How do you deal with it? What is what does that to look like? And he says this, I think it helps us to think in two categories. I think we can think of forgiveness on the one hand as an action that transpires in relationship, okay, action. And on the other hand, and I think we can think of forgiveness on the other hand as an attitude that we cultivate in our soul. So we took this as the, the, the springboard for last week that there's two things that happen when we consider forgiveness. The first thing is an internal thing. It's the attitude of our soul. It's, it's dealing with some things. Now let me, let me talk about that because this is all review from, from the last time we were together. Mark 11:25 says this, And whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father, also who is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. And so the first thing is the attitude of the soul. That's important to consider in forgiveness. If you get this down and you consider this, it means so much for the next steps. So let me, this is review, and for some this will be new, but I'm just going to go over it briefly tonight. So what does it mean? We need to release the person from personal anger and bitterness. That's one of the things we said about the internal step that needs to take place. Because it's so easy to fall into a pattern of bitterness, of anger, and that can become very sinful, very destructive. It can become corrosive, toxic in our life. And as I said, this is possibly an area of process for us. You know, as I've said all along, forgiveness is an action. It happens or it doesn't. But if there is a process in this, it may be here. Because you've got to surrender this to Jesus. It's by His Spirit, the only way you're going to be free to be able to say, I do not want to be held in this, this prison of the attitude of my soul that is so filled with anger and bitterness. You have to come to that point. And if you don't come to that point, it's like you're perpetually, perpetually stuck where you're at. And so that's part of the attitude of the soul. Here's a second thought about it. 
And it's this. Think about Jesus' forgiveness through grace in our life. One of the great ways I have found that when I struggle with someone else and perhaps their sin, it's really quite freeing for me to think about how Jesus has forgiven me. Um, The grace that I did not deserve. Remember, we have said all along, we forgive the way Jesus has forgiven us. And so to think about that and to think about grace in our own life, things we don't deserve. So we pass on what we've received in grace. And again, that is a, that's a huge attitude of the soul, of the heart. It's something you have to cultivate. You have to pray over. You have to go to scripture over. Now, sometimes you have to go to a counselor, uh, maybe not like going into some, some room with some person with degrees over their name, but just a, a brother or sister in Christ who can counsel you. Who's there for you? Because in these first two steps to really cultivate forgiveness in the soul, the attitude of the soul, it's not easy. And I'm not going to sit here and try to say, oh, just ABC equals the... No, it's gonna, it may take some time. But are you characterized by wanting that? I mean, that's a question. Because if you're not characterized by wanting that and trying to pursue that, you're stuck. Here's the other thing that we said... And just looking at Ephesians 4, uh, 31 and 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Now, I think anybody who sins against us, it's so easy for those things, again, to just become toxic in our soul. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. And so when this is cultivated in our soul, that's that first part of how we truly can forgive and be ready to forgive. One more thought here. The first step before any action of forgiveness is possible. And I I think that is true. Um, Before you can take an action, you have to have the right attitude. You have to have the right uh, frame of, of soul, if I could say it that way, that you're ready to do that. Now let me just pause here and say that there are times in forgiveness, this is as far as we can go. And as I've said, people pass away. There's reasons why. Um, this may be as far as you can go in a situation where someone has sinned against you. But this is a way that you cannot be held as a victim to that sin. Um, and by the way, I mean, there's never a justification for sin on your part. So and on my part, you know, we can't, well, if they hadn't done this, I wouldn't be doing this or having such bitterness. No, we're all, we all stand before Jesus. We, he deals with all of our sin individually. And so we have to be careful that if we sin in this way, that we say, Lord, forgive me, help me to have the right attitude of the soul. That's one of those first things. Now, again, this review, but let me go to the second one here. And it says this in Luke 17, 3-4. So we're going from attitude, heart, soul. Have you released that? The fruit of the Spirit, is that alive and well in your heart towards the individual? The second part is action. Luke says this in 17, 3 to 4, pay attention to yourselves. Well, I love the emphatic there. You know, sometimes we don't always, you know, highlight that, but it was was an emphatic. I mean, he said it with very deliberate and explanative, that you need to pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. And if he sins against you seven times in a day and turns to you seven times saying, I repent, you must 
forgive him. <laughs> you know, there is no qualification here. And that's why I say forgiveness is an act. It happens or it doesn't. Uh, you, you, you must forgive. And that's why the whole course is forgiveness. To forgive or not, it's not a question. I mean, it, it's not. You must forgive. But it's when you cultivate in your own heart before the Lord that attitude that you can truly take this action. Now, what are this, this relational action, as Heath Lambert says? What does it look like? Well, the first thing is this. Ready to forgive if they confess their sin. So we're talking about a situation in which you can have relational interaction. And if, you, if you've done that work within your heart and you've surrendered in your heart and in your soul, you must be ready to forgive. If they ask you to forgive, you are ready to forgive. Now, as we said, this is an interesting dynamic because in the big, broad definition of forgiveness, we said that it's conditional. I know we had a good conversation about that in the first week or two of class, but Jesus forgives to those who repent <laughs> and place their faith in him. And that's how they receive and how they know that forgiveness. And so we always must be ready if they ask, I do forgive. That's the act. But here's the other thought to this. Jesus commands Christians to forgive. And so therefore, if you, if you withhold it, you're sinning. And I know that can be very hard to say because it could be some pretty egregious stuff that's happened to you. Let's not downplay that. And I don't intend to downplay that. There could be some heavy, heavy stuff that has happened. And so for you to, to not forgive, though, you, it's disobeying a command. And, and it's hard to grapple with that, but I will say this. I've said it many times. Think biblically, act biblically, and the feelings will follow. If you feel first, you don't deserve that! And you act on those feelings, and you start yelling and cursing and whatever else, and then you think about it later, like, oh, that probably wasn't pleasing to Jesus. That's not how we're supposed to live our life in any area, but especially in this area. Think biblically, act biblically, feelings follow. They, they are the caboose, so to speak, of the train. The train is biblical thinking to say, Jesus, I want to please you. And I don't feel like doing this right now. But they've asked me. My hope is, again, the heart is right, because... I don't, I'm not trying to suggest you be disingenuous, but maybe in that moment, there's some wrestling that happens there. Ultimately, though, can I say it this way? You need to come to this conclusion. That's what's going to please Jesus. That's thinking biblically and then acting on what he has said. The feelings will come after that. Like, Lord, I know that there's things I don't understand in this. There's still, there's still hurt. We're going to talk about consequences in a moment but I, I forgive. So I'm, I'm just going to leave that thought there. I know we've spent some time a few weeks ago, but, but here's, here's why <clears throat> the action of forgiveness comes when they ask for forgiveness. We rob the offender of the joy and benefits of confession if we grant the action of forgiveness before they deal with confession in their own heart. So why is it that you don't just say, I forgive you, 
and there they are right in front of you, and, and you, you just say, I forgive you. And maybe prayerfully in your heart, you're at that place, right? So you're good to do that. But why not? Because there's something Jesus wants to do in their heart. They have to come to a point where they recognize their own sin. There is work going on there. Now, they may not be a believer. I, I, I know there's all sorts of circumstances out there. But let's just say they are, okay? Let's just put it in that thought. This is part of their sanctification. They have to acknowledge this. I sinned. And, and for them to ask for forgiveness is showing that they're dealing with their own sin in their own life. And so that's why it's not just so much like, okay, I forgive you. Now, I think it's okay to say, I'm ready to forgive you. You know, I want, I want this relationship right. I stand ready. You know, I'm not going to sit here and live in bitterness. I, I, I don't want that. I am ready to forgive you. But you need to come to that point where you ask for that. Because especially in a believer's life, the strength of, of that sanctification and the experience of this is powerful. I mean, the Spirit of God uses this. And so we don't want to rob them of that opportunity. So what does it mean if they still don't ask you to forgive them? You say, you know what? I'm ready. I'd like to have a relationship. I'd like to work through this, but we need to work through that step first. That's the prayer that the Lord's going to deal with them. But you're not living in bitterness. You're not locked into this bitter state of anger and frustration because in your heart, the attitude of the soul, you've released that. And so you're ready to forgive. Not always easy, I know, but at the same time, it's the best because you're ready to forgive, but you're not, again, a prisoner of that. And so one of the things that, that we've said, and this is just kind of a verse to conclude that thought, uh, Matthew 5, 23, 24. So if, you're, if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And that's why I give it after that third point because there could be something there that, again, is going to be freeing that individual who sinned against you, giving them the opportunity to really be able to deal with Christ in their own life. So they can worship again. So they can be right. Um, there's, there's a lot to be, to be said for that. So let me pause there. I mean, that's, that's really review from a few weeks ago, but is there any more points that you are kind of just wrestling through or just kind of heard that again? Like, yeah, but I didn't really pick up on that last time. It could just be question, comment. Um, because this is, really, if you can get a hold of this, this is really great. For, for living our Christian life out with each other because we're, you know, sinners are going to sin and we're that and we're, we're forgiven by grace. We're saints uh, because of our identification in Christ, but sin's going to happen. And um, to be able to have this understanding biblically that there's two parts to it, the internal part, attitude of the soul, the relational external action of going to each other. All right, so... Do you have the notes before at the very beginning of the definition of forgiveness? Yeah, in fact, I'm going to show you that in just a minute. So, good good thought. Yeah, I want to... I will do that, and we'll get to it in just a few moments here. But So, here's where I want to go here tonight. 
because this has come up a few times in our conversations, and, and I really want to spend some time tonight on this. How do you biblically handle someone who is not changing and keeps sinning? Do I keep forgiving? So, in that question, I guess in that situation, we face that, don't we? We, we face the thought that, well, I've already forgiven you of this, and you keep doing it. You're not changing. 